Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello Firelighters, thank you so much for being here. I know audio is an important part of your life, so I just wanted to remind you that my audio course, 10 Pieces of Advice You'd Like to Have as a Child, is available on Listenable. You can get a 7-day free trial to listen to my course or the hundreds of other courses available on there. Just go to educationonfire.com forward slash listenable. Today I'm chatting to Daniel Bauer, who I'm delighted to welcome back. He's been on the show once before on episode 49. He has a fantastic new book out called The Mastermind, Unlocking the Potential Within Every School Leader. It introduces a proprietary process called the ABCs of Powerful Professional Development. Daniel's an unorthodox ruckus maker who has mentored thousands of school leaders through his blogs, books, podcasts and powerful coaching experiences. So just before this fascinating conversation, here's a quick thank you to our sponsor. Thank you to the National Association for Primary Education for their long-term support of the Education on Fire podcast. To get a free e-copy of their professional journal, Primary First, please go to nape.org.uk forward slash journal. That's nape.org.uk forward slash journal. Hey Danny, thank you so much for being here on the Education on Fire podcast. As we just mentioned, the last time you were on, and I've had very few people come on more than once, was back in the end of 2017. So thanks for coming back, man. Mark, thanks for having me and what a different world we now live in. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I know you've been in not just different time zones in terms of living since then, but different countries and, and all manner of stuff. Yeah, Belgium, Netherlands, uh, Scotland, and uh, now back back home in the States, moved to New York recently. So Fantastic. So tell me, the mastermind, this must be just the combination of hours and hours of not just coaching, but conversations and work and just a, a kind of a pinpoint of, of what all school leaders need. And I know that passion of knowing that if you can affect those people, that it filters through to every teacher, every pupil, you know, a change of society at large. And, and so talk us through that little journey. Yeah, right. Thanks, Mark. You know, I'm always thinking about impact. And it, as I moved from teacher and moved into a uh, local school leadership, you know, it was about scaling the impact and the amount of students, right, that, that you work with and that kind of thing. And then I moved from, right, being a principal to serving school leaders. And just like that, instantly, like 10x the impact, you know, because of the people that listen to the podcast or you mentioned, you know, work with me in the, in the mastermind capacity. Uh, but the story of the book, too, and in, in, in the leadership sort of tip or idea I want to share with your listener is that you do your work in public, right? At least I would encourage you to do so. And whether that's reflecting on your learnings through a public blog or social media, wherever you're active, put it out there. And, you know, my podcast uh, has a pretty loyal following. And yes, people will email me and hit me up on social media. But it's not as much as you might expect, you know, and sometimes even when I put something out there, I wonder, is anybody listening? Right. And the reason I'm sharing all this is because, you know, 20, I think it was 2020 before the pandemic happened, like right around there, uh, some really cool things happened. And many publishers came to me asking to do a book. But it was Corwin 
who said, we want to do a book on how you serve school leaders. And I'm sharing the stories because they were paying attention for years. What I was doing, I had no idea, right? The other thing too, like just doing that work in public and you never know who's watching. Uh, one of the sponsors for my podcast now is, is Harvard. They're Graduate School of Education, right? They have a really cool program called the Certificate of School Leadership and Management. They called and they said, your listener is our ideal graduate student. And they read back to me as if they were me, like all the things that I'm about. I'm like, wow, people are paying attention and you just don't know. So that I want to share that story because if it could happen for me, it could happen for anybody. But this was a culmination of, you know, four or five years of consistently showing up and doing the work. And then you get to taste and enjoy the fruit. So I am, I'm pretty excited. Corwin called me up, said, you know, let's do a book on how you serve school leaders. And that's what the book's about. That's, that's the mastermind. It is amazing, isn't it? Like you say, just the, the day in, the day out, the showing up, mm -hmm. the, the making that impact. And, and you're right. It's very interesting as a podcaster that you put a lot of effort out. You put a lot of bandwidth out. And yeah. relatively, like you say, you have interaction with some people. Some people might sign up to your email list to, to, to find out more about you and to keep in contact that way. But even then, sometimes with, uh, you know, asking direct questions, you, you get some feedback, but not as much as you would initially think, depending on how many people you think are listening. And then every now and again, you just get one comment or one thing which just completely blows your mind. And you get that perspective of, <laughs> of exactly, wow, this is making a difference. Someone's just told yeah, me it's yeah. changed their life in a way you couldn't even imagine. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's just that consistency, like you, like you said. And, you know, one of my personal values, I call it turning pro. And I, I stole that idea from uh, Steve Pressfield, who wrote the book Turning Pro in the Art of War. And the reason that's one of my uh, core values personally is because a lot of leaders I serve want to have more confidence, courage, and to defeat the imposter. And what Stephen says and what I've adopted is if you consistently continue to show up, it's actually how you generate more courage. That's how you defeat the imposter or what he calls the resistance. And it's just saying, no matter how I feel today, like luckily I'm, I'm thrilled to be here with you right now, Mark, <laughs> right? But even if I had lower energy or just was having like a down day or something, I'm still going to show up and figure out like how to reset myself because that's what professionals do. And so that's, that's a personal value of mine. And another little tip for your listener is when you're thinking about personal values, consider who you serve if you're in a leadership context and think about the aspirations of the community that you serve and see how you can tie what you are about personally to those you serve in their aspirations, right? Because then it's just, it's a nice alignment, right? About how you show up and like how you serve, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think even just starting with that point about how you're serving and, you know, and how that relates to the people around you, as opposed to, yeah. I have this job or I've got to achieve this, or this is, you know, this is my to-do list for this day, week, month, year, <laughs> whatever it happens to be that you're, that, that you're, that you're involved in. Just starting with that, I'm serving and, and how that works is, is, is very powerful. So take us through how the book works in terms of the, the, the sort of chapters and, and, and the practicalities and what you're really sort of trying to get across in a nutshell. Yeah, well, the, the funny story, Mark, is that uh, the book 
the book was terrible. I mean, every book's terrible in the first draft, right? And I should know this as a former uh, English teacher uh, back in the States, but I put together a lot of great ideas and my editor's feedback was the organization sucks, right? That Those weren't the words she specifically <laughs> used. That's what I heard though, okay? That's what I heard for sure. And this, you know, going back to my personal values and turning pro and, and defeating the resistance, this triggered the imposter syndrome in me because my first book was self-published, Mark, and I, you know, paid somebody put together, right, and package it so that it shows up as a book, like how people expect books to look. And I paid an editor too, as well, to help me put together all the ideas. Well, that, that editor in the first book took crazy ideas and organized it for me. Now Corwin and my senior editor, Ariel, Ariel, she said, you do that. That's your job. And I'm thinking, do I have what it takes, right? So that's a leadership lesson too. And uh, it, I, I, to create a better book, Mark, I actually stopped writing the book, okay? And I, I got away from technology. I got away from my computer. And I started just taking long walks in nature. There's a quote that Derek Sivers says that what is ordinary to you is extraordinary to me. And I knew for this book to be remarkable, I had to take the magic that is the mastermind and what I do just naturally, like riding a bike at this point, like what is that so I can distill it for the reader. And so within nature, I started just like dreaming, what's the framework? So many books like have a, a model or a framework to teach. And it came to me like, okay, education, the ABCs, right? And one, two, threes, you know, all these things we learn. I said, can I play with that idea? And what I came up with, Mark, is that uh, the ABCs of powerful professional development is authenticity, belonging, and challenge. And when you have that in any type of PD opportunity, then that leads to life and leadership transformation. And that's what the mastermind's built on. So it's the authenticity, belonging, and challenge. And each part of that has subdomains, too, that we, we could unpack or talk about briefly. But that's that's the basis of it. So it's like, what is currently some of the challenges in how leaders experience PD, a preview of the solution, and then it's a deep dive into the ABCs and, of course, the conclusion. And in your experience, how do you find leaders in terms of wanting that professional development? Is it people who think there's something not quite right here. I want to improve. There's something that I know I can I can make better. Is it someone saying, do you know, you've got to go because it's part of part of your track or whatever it happens to be? Um, yeah. What, what's what's your sort of experience with that? You know, they 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 the leaders I have the privilege of serving. They enter either a one-on-one -on -one coaching experience or the mastermind or some other program in a variety of ways. Yeah, it could be like something's feeling off and I want to correct it and do that with, a, you know, an outside perspective. Uh, it's not so much, hey, I'm a, like, I actually don't work with leaders on a, an improvement plan. There's nothing wrong with those folks. That's just not the type of leader I, I typically work with. Uh, but I think the majority of people that come to me either are super hungry and just have a joy of learning, you know, and just want to continue to scale themselves because they know by doing that, uh, they provide more value for the organization or they are what I call a ruckus maker. 
And they just, they don't play within the boundaries, right? They enjoy and thrive and get energy from coloring outside the lines and innovating and trying to change this massive system of school for the better, right? And so, yeah, either hungry or those ruckus makers, or they tend to be like a similar kind of person. The neat thing though, Mark, I'll say this real quick. When folks do join that experience, it's unbelievable to a T how many say like, I thought I was the only one who thought this way. I was looked at like I'm crazy within my my reality and my district, but now I've met people just like me, right? And just the, the sense of belonging, right? That that you get as a result is just so valuable. Yeah, I mean, you you literally beat me to the punch there. I was gonna say, is it is it that kind of sense that we all feel of, mm. I want it to be different. I'm sure it can be different. There's something in my very being that knows I can make it different, but I need that support. And, and it's that combination of going, it, it isn't just me. And here's a guy that's kind of helping coordinate the ruckus that's going on and drawing all these people in from, from around the country or, you know, the entire communities from wherever they come from. And it, it just then gives you that power and strength as well as the skills and the understanding which you're, you're being developed. Absolutely. And, you know, I talk about ruckus making. One of my mentors is Seth Godin, and he's he's the guy who says, go make a ruckus, right? That's where it comes from. There's a direct lineage there. I've gone through like all his programs, all 10 B. I'm literally coaching the Alt-MBA right now. I can't remember. It's been so many times. But anyways, he's had a big impact in my life. I bring him up to say like his email today that was shipped was about the need for coaching and outside perspective. And he was talking about in the business setting, which is so funny because I think like, oh, it's actually easy. To me, it's easier to sell coaching to business-minded folks uh, than to educators. But Really, what's going on there? Everybody always thinks they have it the hardest, you know? <laughs> it is not true. Like, it's just hard everywhere or easy everywhere, depending on how you want to look at it, how you want to frame it. And the trick is really figuring out, are you able to communicate in a way that people see the value of, of, of what you offer, right? So whether that's you as a teacher teaching an idea to your students, a principal trying to change or a head teacher trying to change his or her culture and the curriculum, et cetera, or me asking people and inviting them to, you know, join a program that I might put together. Do I understand? This is a, this is an act of empathy. Do I understand what you Mark are going through, what your biggest challenges are? And then a gut check, a soul check. Do I have something that could actually deliver on that and, and help you out? And if so, then I'm going to invite you. If not, then, you know, don't be a, don't be a weasel and <laughs> invite somebody <laughs> to something that's not going to help. But I got to share in that story because Seth has had such an impact on my life. And even today, he was writing about the need for these kind of experiences. And I, I don't know if you ever read the, the Checklist Manifesto by uh, Atul Gawande. And I, I apologize if I'm pronouncing his name incorrectly. But he's, he's an author. He's a, a physician, you know, a surgeon. And uh, highly acclaimed, you know, very, very effective in his position. And he wrote a New Yorker article, maybe even like a decade ago at some point, but he just talked about even as a surgeon, he hired a coach, right? And if like LeBron James and Beyonce and all these top performers have voice coaches or strength and agility coaches and this kind of stuff, why is it hard for a business leader or a school leader, right? To have a coach. So uh, yeah, I, I love working with people that you don't have to convince them. 
they know that the key to leveling up is working with people that see things that they don't see. And, you know, that's, that's like part of the value, you know, just being able to unlock that potential and then you create more for your organization. I mean, I, I love it as a, as a philosophy. I also love the fact that it's really just modeling mm. what I think education is going to maybe look like, maybe slowly, gradually developing. But, but, but that sense of kind of, you know, what I'm learning, the way I'm putting it together, where I'm finding this information actually can be in many different ways and coaching, finding courses, whatever it happens to be. You know, we're still in this situation at the moment where you have to attend certain things in certain ways. But I think there's more and more of that kind of, I'll do the stuff I have to do. But those people who are looking forward, they want to expand, they want to make a difference in the world. They're going out and finding what they need because, you know, the greatest teachers, the greatest coaches, the greatest people leading the way are just there for you to tap into. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it would be really interesting. You know, I found a study when researching for the book that was done by uh, the elementary school association here in the States and uh, the something called the Leadership Policy Institute. Um, but it was a recent study, 2020. They looked at 407 uh, elementary school principals. So I think we could generalize the results to school leadership at large. One of the things they found of all those principals, only 23% had access to a mentor or coach in the past two years, just a quarter, basically. And if if a leader served in a high poverty school, uh, that was only 10% had access to a mentor or coach. What, what the study didn't say, and I'd, I wish I, I'd love to figure this out, but, you know, I, I hypothesize that I bet those 23% show up as top performers, right? I'm sure there's some others, you know, just because of uh, the ratio, there's others, you know, in there. But I bet I bet that the 23% are at the top, too, because they have that ongoing support. That's just key to it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm keen to understand. You mentioned before about the Harvard, you know, coming on as a sponsor and, and being able to sort yeah. of check, check checklist all that stuff back to you. How did that feel? Because I, I talk a lot recently about the feeling of everything making Ooh. such a difference in everyone's life. How did that yeah. feel when they were literally going, yeah, 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 when it, when it was coming back at you completely from somebody like that? Well, you, you see me because you can see me on video, but Mark, it felt great. I mean, that, that was a professional milestone, you know, because you say Harvard and pretty much probably like most living people will know what that means. You know what I, you know, it's Harvard. And so when they when they called and reached out and said we want to sponsor the show, it actually it actually fell through the first deal because of the pandemic and just uncertainty around the budget and stuff. So I just continued to stay connected, provide value where I could, and not push it. And uh, probably about six eight months later, when things started to level out, we reconnected and and then they uh, ended up sponsoring the show for a year. And I. I don't know. I can't speak for them, but I think it will continue. We have we're really building a, a, an amazing relationship, but it, it felt great. And I'm glad you bring that up, because when I work with leaders myself and either when we're planning goals and achieving and like backwards mapping how we might get there, actually part of that process is identifying how will you feel when you accomplish this? Right. Because that's kind of like visualization, you know, and I see the miracle morning behind you. That's a part of the savers thing. Top performers do this as well. They, they don't spend all day in the dreams, but they take some time each day to think about and see themselves being successful, right? And you can actually bring that future moment to the present right now and experience it, you know, 
Now you got to go do the hard work and actually execute and take action. You can get a lot of momentum, you know, from experience in the future in the present. So yeah, it feels amazing. The other thing I'll say too, is like within the context of the mastermind, we always celebrate our wins, right? And what I've learned coaching hundreds of school leaders since 2015 is that driven people such as ourselves and those leaders I serve, you know, it's like milestone after milestone, right? And then you're on to the next one, like trying to accomplish that thing. And rarely do you slow down to take stock and say, wow, this was pretty cool. So my, my partner and I, like we have a little routine. I mean, I don't know if it's the healthiest or not, but like when stuff like that happens, I go and get a nice bottle of champagne. You know what I mean? And we enjoy it because it's like, let's celebrate these moments. You know, life is short. So anyways, it felt great. <laughs> I could have yeah, just said that, it felt great, Mark. <laughs> yeah, that, no, but, but I'm a storyteller. Yeah, the, there's this the story and 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 you know the the painting the pictures the the whole thing we get from everything you said is amazing and and I love the champagne thing. We we do exactly the same thing. It's like oh you know we're getting close to this you know download milestone or you know we've suddenly gone past this number of countries that are listening and all that kind of thing. And it's like. Yeah. Okay. Friday, we're free. Let's 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 just stop and and put our hands up and say, wow, you know, it's something which just started is a let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. Let's try and share some stuff which is making a difference in the world. And and then here we are. Like you say, everyone that you're serving, everyone that you're impacting, it makes a difference. And and that's something to celebrate. And if there's a a reason to take that breath and and to take that moment, then you're absolutely right. I think it makes such a big difference to to you. But I think the people around you as well it just kind of gives gives, gives something uh, even if it's just a marker in the sand yeah that's that's brilliant so that's that's a coaching tip too right figure out what you're going to feel like when you succeed and then uh plan plan uh how you're going to celebrate too you know and so uh for example at some point when i hit a, a milestone of the leaders i serve i want to buy myself a tesla okay it's just a car that i think is cool you know it's like sustainable and this kind of stuff and I could go out and get the car now, but I, I refuse to, right? Because uh, that'll be a somewhat significant investment. And so there's a, there's a business milestone I want to hit. And I'm going to delay that gratification because when I hit it, it's going to be that much sweeter, you know? So it doesn't have to be a Tesla. It could be like a cool, whatever, whatever works for you. I don't want to spoil that. But the point is like pick something and then delay that gratification because I don't know about you, but sometimes it's just too easy to buy, 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 you know, and have it now. Like, no, make yourself work for it. So that's that's an important tip, too. Yeah. And I think something well that you said there, but also um, makes me think of something we covered just before was that how you feel, how you want to show up, how you want to do it is one thing. And that's the bit that gets me excited. And I suddenly feel mm. like it's all happened. And then you've got to do the work. And, you know, it's it's. <laughs> It, it, it's the writing the book it's the creating the course it's the doing however many podcasts it's you know it's having the meetings it's it's connecting with everyone you need in your school so that the, that vision comes together to, to support everyone in there um yeah. and and that's the bit where you you need that extra kind of something to keep you going on that journey isn't it right exactly exactly and tell me a little bit about the the range of people 
I guess, first of all, within the mastermind that you've done in terms of coaching, in terms of different types of ages, situations, districts, countries, that kind of thing. Um, and then also how the book's going to be relevant to people in, in different scenarios as well. Yeah. Okay, great. So I want to make it clear, like I, I 100% want the book to grow what I do from like in the marketplace and from a business perspective, right? Like, of course, I want that to happen. But you can take, and I hope, I hope that uh, many readers take the concepts and just run with them, right? And so there's there's two ways, like, I think you could approach it. Uh, one, you can learn the model. The ABC is a powerful professional development. So as a classroom teacher, a head teacher, headmaster, principal, superintendent leading a district or whatever, use it as a filter. Is the PD I'm providing my staff incorporating the ABC, ABCs, right? Do I, where do I see authenticity? Where do I see belonging? Where do I see challenge? Because if it's missing one of those components, you're missing out on opportunity and potential. Then you can use it as a filter too. So again, I hope potentially some people join, you know, how I show up and serve school leaders. But they can apply this filter to an online course, like you mentioned, or a conference or another mastermind because other people, you know, facilitate those or coaching. Right. So you're going to get the concepts. You'll get practical strategies. There's plenty of stories because I am a storyteller and case studies of people using this to transform their own life and leadership. So you can you can from a high level get that stuff and change your education and leadership practice. Um, or you could plug in a community that has it already rolling, right? So it really will work for everybody. It's a malleable book in that way that the concepts are there. I share the secrets for the first time. And that's that's also one of the reasons I'm so excited to bring this book on the mastermind to readers because now it's like helping me live out what Simon Sinek calls a just cause, right? It's this big vision that ultimately is unachievable and you can't do it yourself. So by revealing the secrets, so to speak, I get to live out my just cause, which is to connect, grow, and mentor every school leader who wants to level up. So I hope that other people start masterminds, right? I hope that other people level up the PD they offer their staff if they're a principal or a head teacher, because this helps me live out my just cause, if that makes sense. And then some people will join, you know, my community and that's going to be great too. I love that. And I was just thinking, you, you sort of do also have that impact, which can happen, I guess, really fast because those people that want to level up with a certain amount of experience and, um, and energy already, they're still having to sort of adjust what they do. They're having to, you know, work with an environment that they're already in, which maybe they're trying to change and, and all of that kind of stuff. But I guess you're also impacting in advance the leaders of tomorrow in as much as people that may not be in a position of, of, of not necessarily leadership, but um, the level that they may be wanting to achieve, but they've got all these skills already, yeah. then they're going to make a big impact faster, I would assume. Yeah, I think that assumption's solid. So, what would you what would you say to somebody who who feels like they need to convince somebody <laughs> to kind to do that leveling up? And and I guess actually even just thinking about it there, if they actually need someone to convince them, I guess they're not going to be the person that's going to be wanting to to think along the same kind of lines. 
Yeah, I think you, you figured it out. I mean, in leadership, right, you have a choice to make. And one would be, do you want to be out there convincing and evangelizing, right, and, and changing people's mindsets, which is good, that work needs to be done. Uh, it takes a certain amount of energy, or would you like people who are already sort of warm and open and looking for that experience, but they just don't know where it exists, right? So I, I fall into the latter group. Like, I don't want to expend the energy necessary to convince people that this is a good opportunity for them. So I try to spend my days, right, connecting and finding the people where this is just like an easy win. It's a no-brainer. Uh, they may just not have realized that this the experience they were looking for already exists, you know. So whatever change you're trying to make, that would be my encouragement is don't waste your time with people who are closed to your opportunity or actively working against it, right? Like go find the ones who are open-minded or able to be influenced for sure. Yeah, I love that. And I think also, especially in the education world, it's like, there are lots of teachers, there are lots of leaders, there are lots of schools and 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 the people that you're looking for are out there and, and the people yeah, like yeah. yourself who are leading the way are, are available and I, and I think the more you know podcasts become popular, the more you know these type of books that you've created are, are on a shelf somewhere or wherever you, yeah. people are going to come across it, that's just going to make life easier for everybody. Yeah. And in, in a note on that, like there's lots of schools, lots of teachers, lots of head teachers and principals. I created a goal for myself that used to feel super scary, Mark. That goal was to serve 1,200 leaders through the mastermind, right? And it actually used to be 600 leaders because at the time that I wrote that goal, that 10x, there were 60 leaders at the time. So 600, like 10x. Okay. A lot of people do that. Then I talked to one of my other sponsors, the CEO of uh, TeachFX and, uh, J and Jamie, darn it, Jamie, like in an instant, he leveled up like my goal. And he said, why not 1200, right? He's just thinking, hey, that's easy. You know, I'm thinking 1200, that's 600 more. And, you know, I had 10X and that's 600 more. Like that is scary. That is so scary. But to your point, Mark, then I did the math. So I serve school leaders around the world, right? But I looked at just the U.S. and I was curious, like, how many principals are there? There's 91,500 principals, like, I think around there, right? 1,200 school leaders in the mastermind, again, if I just focus on the U.S., but I'm going to focus worldwide because I appreciate diversity. But the point is, that's only between 2 to 3% of all school leaders in the U.S. So now it feels like, oh, I could totally do 1,200, and I will right? It's going to take some time to get there. But that, you know, it's like forest from the trees, you know, and when you're able to zoom out, like, then it all starts to fall into place. Now, I yeah. have to take the action, I have to execute, but it's totally doable. Yeah. And and I, and I think the details, the important thing that you mentioned there as well, you know, get into the nitty gritty, you know, two to three percent, you know, that that feels very different than, like you say, doubling what I was expecting. <laughs> that sounds very scary. But like you say, when yeah. you put it in perspective and you really know where it fits in, then that's a different ball game. Yeah. And you and you can't tell me there aren't two to three percent or twelve hundred school leaders in the states, let alone the world that are hungry to grow and they're just looking for the right opportunity. Right. So when yeah. you think about that now, the strategy part and the tactics like that's essential. I may have to knock that out of the park, so to speak. I'm going to have to figure that out. 
But the point is, like, it just made a very big scary goal seem doable. And I think, like you said about the authenticity and and the showing up live in mm. the world, you know, yeah. I think just even talking about this in that way and then a school leader listening or someone in education listening is thinking, yeah, I want to make a difference. And my whatever my target is or my ambition is seems a long way away from where we are now. But actually, it's doable and people are doing it and they're trying to do it. And here's the reason why and here's how they're getting there and how they're showing up and putting the work in and making it happen. And I think that just self-fulfilling prophecy from other people, like you say, and then being part of that community, whether you're just listening to the podcast, whether you're joining a, a group, a mentorship, reading the book, whatever it is that works for you to bring it together, mm. it's just pushing that snowball down the hill really yeah so let's just take you a little bit back into into your education world and i guess you could do this from your from your time as a pupil or, or even working in the thing is there a teacher a mentor someone that had a big impact on you and can you tell us why that was well uh, there's there's so many I'll, I'll i'll pick mrs b though i i actually wrote about her in the first book um mrs beerman and uh What's kind of cool is I have a picture of me and her uh, third grade, you know, who knows what year that was, some some year in the 80s. But she just she really made learning come alive for me. And the big sort of uh, project we did had to do with dinosaurs. It's the age where dinosaurs are cool. So I was reading all dinosaur books, dinosaur toys. And then in Chicago, they have a really great museum, the field field museum that has tons of fossils, right? And a massive T-Rex when you, you probably, you haven't been there, have you? The Field Museum in Chicago. No. But you walk in, there's Sue, a gigantic T-Rex just staring you down. And you feel so small. It's just a great moment, right? So she, she made that come alive. And she just was a fun teacher. And she made stuff uh, relevant. Uh, it was very active. You know, we did a lot of role play and that kind of stuff, even at that, that age. And created memorable experiences, you know, for her students. And so it was fun because in the, in the book, uh, and I shared it on Instagram too, but I have a picture of me and her in third grade, and I was able to go to her uh, retirement party as well and get a picture as well. And then did one of those collages like back then and now, and it's just super cool. So Mrs. Mrs. B had a huge impact on my life. Yeah, I love that. And I think the relevancy in the bringing it to life is, is an absolute winner for anybody that yeah. makes that kind of impact. For sure. Can you tell us uh, a piece of advice that really has had a big impact and, and also maybe a piece of advice you give your younger self now? And I'm going to connect the dots and, and um, frame that in the big goal of 1,200 leaders too, right? So what I would tell my, my younger self, but also the listener. So we talked about the celebration, right? We talked about how we'll feel in terms of like getting ourselves motivated. Then it's the strategy and tactics. But what I didn't share yet, so I'll share it here, is... Going from now there's about 70 something. So it's still a huge leap between 70 to 1200. Two things. One, you have the aspirational goal, but if you look too much into the future and you see the gap between where you currently are and where you're headed, that becomes uh, demotivating, right? And Dan Sullivan is one of my other mentors and he calls that, he calls that the gap. And so part of the trick is to look behind you and realize the gain. In 2015, when I launched the Mastermind, there were seven early adopters. So if I look at that, we are have already 10x'd, you know, what we do within the Mastermind. That feels great. And unless I look back and see how far we, we've come, I forget about all that. 
but it feels good. Back to you, how does it feel, right? So look at the gain. The second quick tip, I know you asked for one, but I'm gonna give you a bonus tip. The second quick tip from 70 to 1200, again, feels super scary. So it's not, how do I get a thousand more people in the mastermind? It's how do I launch the next cohort with 15 people? That's super doable. I've done that before. And so then it's figuring out like how to scale from there, build a team of coaches, et cetera, et cetera, because it won't only be me. But that coaching tip is what's the next smallest step? Not 70 to 1200, it's 70 to 85. 85 to 90 and you just keep repeating that yeah it's so it's so i think well you you said it perfectly that the difference between the demotivating and and then the aspiration and then i love the looking behind you that that, that's that's amazing because it just kind of gives you that sense of if i've achieved this there's no reason why i can't achieve that and then like say that second tip here's how we're going to do that there's that step one one at a time and then bigger picture and, and the rest of it takes you from there so is there a resource you'd like to to share with us and it can be a book podcast video song anything which really and it's it's the impact it's the feeling again which i think is the, is the is the most important factor yeah i'm gonna share like a strategy and a resource um you may know this as a musician but uh so i i've learned i've learned this new end of day evening routine and journal process that i've adopted and i asked myself the the same five questions and then i established my big three so the, the five questions, I think I have them memorized, but I'm going to use my journal just to double check. Let me, let me try to do it without looking first. But <laughs> it's uh, what's something new I did today, right? And all these credit where credit's due, this comes from David Peterson, who's an internal executive coach at Google. And I, I learned these, these, uh, these questions from him. So uh, what's something new today? Uh, what's something I learned today? What worked? what didn't work and what would I like to do differently tomorrow, right? So those are the five questions I learned from him. And then from uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, I was able to do it without looking. So gold star for, <laughs> for Danny boy. Oh, Danny boy. Anyways, the from Dr. Benjamin Hardy, I learned to establish the night before um, your big three, right? Your big three goals, activities aligned to your most important uh, objectives. And I find that super helpful because, A, it hands over sort of what I want to do the next day to my subconscious as I wind down from work and then ultimately, you know, fall asleep. And then, B, I wake up and I know exactly what I need to do, at least what's most important. And I, I, I establish that, you know, in the, in the morning and then, uh, you know, get to other things. So the resource, like that wasn't the resource. I am a storyteller. Here's the resource, right? Uh, the Dave Brubeck Quartet. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but I uh, I play a song called Take Five, and it ends up being just over five minutes. It's it's under six, and I've turned myself into a Pavlovian dog. Which once I play that song, I always play that song as a signal that work is now over. I do my journal, and that is my checkout moment from my work life, and then entering family life. Right. So it's awesome because it works in my office. I am uh, concerned the day I go out to the restaurant or the bar or I go see the Dave Rupert Quartet. I don't even know if they're still alive or whatever. But the point is, like when that song comes on, am I going to like grab a napkin and start journaling or something? Because <laughs> like I literally do this every day and I listen to the same song. 
So to me, there's something about like habit and systems because it's one less thing. Like what song am I going to play to get into the zone? It's just like kind of automated, right? From that yeah. perspective. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I mean, uh, all of that I think is fantastic. And, and the, has the anybody things... shared that yet on the podcast? No, absolutely not. <laughs> and, 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 and I love the regularity of it, the habit thing. You know, this yeah. is something I'm doing every day, not something that I remember from years ago or something which was a certain time of my life. It's something which I'm actively using now that, that, that makes that change. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, for sure. Every single day. And the date, the dates on the journal, as you can see, I put fun stickers. There's a there's a UK uh, mail sticker too that I can't use anymore, so that's on my journal. So, Fantastic. anyways, <laughs> Fantastic. so let's finish off. Tell people where they can find out more about you, the book, everything that you want people to know. Yeah, well, pretty much everywhere on social. I'm Alien Earbud, which seems strange, but I'm a, a creative, unorthodox leadership coach, and uh, as a former English teacher. I like word games. And so an anagram is where you take letters from a word and remix things up. And so from Daniel Bauer, you could get alien earbud. Uh, find me at betterleadersbetterschools.com. And if you go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash free chapter, that's one word, free chapter, you can actually uh, taste, get an hors d'oeuvre, right, before enjoying the whole meal. And you could get a free chapter of Mastermind book uh, and then hopefully, you know, buy the entire thing. Fantastic. Well, Danny, you've been inspiring me for many years and I know you're making a ruckus, but I know you're making a difference all over the world. So congratulations and thank you for doing it. And thanks so much for being here. Uh, cheers, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you so much for listening. It's such a pleasure to be able to bring you such wisdom and inspiration. If I could ask you to do one thing, please share this podcast with one other person just so that we can really make the most of our ripple effect of being able to just reach as many people as possible. And that way we can make the biggest difference in the world. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more about the community and how to get involved, please go to educationonfire.com forward slash fire. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.